hello there, and welcome to the very first episode of the Ghoul of Your Dreams podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I'm making this show because horror movies are always my first choice. I've watched hundreds over the years, and I don't typically have a captive and willing audience to listen to my analysis and thoughts on these movies, so that's that's where you come in. Every episode, I will be talking about a different movie and going into the storyline, characters, technical elements, and whether or not this was actually an enjoyable movie for me. Let's get right into it. It will be a surprise to absolutely no one who knows me that I am starting the show with the movie Terrifier. Yes, yes, the delightfully devious clown with his tiny hat and unsettling smile. If you haven't seen this movie yet and want to avoid any spoilers, you can watch it now. It's streaming over on Screenbox. So get on that and come back. But Terrifier, this film was written and directed by Damien Leone, and it was released back in 2016. And it had the low budget of $35,000. To give you a little history on Art the Clown, this is not the first film that he's been featured in. Art first hit screens back in 2008 in a short film that's called The Ninth Circle. And again in 2011, another short film by the same title of the feature film, Terrifier. In 2013, there was an anthology film called All Hallows Eve that includes both shorts, The Ninth Circle and Terrifier. The storyline of Terrifier from 2016 is not related to these prior iterations, but it's just to set the scene of how long Damien Leone has been working on this character of Art the Clown. If you end up going down an Art the Clown rabbit hole like I did, you can watch All Hallows Eve for free over on Tubi. But back to Terrifier. This is a slasher that is... Very familiar. It fits right in with the 70s and 80s in my eyes. The first time I watched it, I honestly couldn't get enough. Um, I being someone who grew up watching, you know, one of my favorite franchises was Friday the 13th. I watched this movie and I was, I could see the homage to the 80s. Um, I know that the film was actually dedicated to some of the horror icons of uh, George Romero, uh, Wes Craven, Toby Hooper. So obviously I know that Damien Leone has a lot of respect for them. You can see this in different ways through like, characterization, for example, and also like different style choices. With all of that being said, this is a slasher. The storyline is not profound. That doesn't make me love it any less. The movie gets a lot of criticism for its plot, or maybe lack thereof. Let's look at the description of the movie before we go any further. So this is coming from IMDb. On Halloween night, Tara Hayes finds herself as the obsession of a sadistic murderer known as Art the Clown. So short and not so sweet. Reading that, no part of me is thinking that I'm going to get this epic storyline with an intense amount of development. 
Now, that tells me that some people are going to get chased around by a creepy-ass clown and there's going to be some murder. Like, be fucking for real. Like, what, what are you expecting? This isn't the Titanic. Obviously, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but I just had to put that out there. What I will admit is that the story is riddled with cliches. We have our main protagonist, Tara. She's got some street smarts about her. And she's a little bit more reserved in nature. And then we have her best friend, Dawn, who is this ditzy blonde and who is also dangerously naive. Our two leading ladies find themselves stranded on Halloween night on an empty street outside of a creepy-ass warehouse. For one reason or another, they split up. Is any of this starting to sound familiar? For the most part, the story does continue just as you would expect. The girls are hunted down by this sadistic clown. They end up dying. Now, don't get me wrong. There are twists and turns that keep things interesting, most specifically with how the girls meet their demise. No discussion of the movie Terrifier would be complete without talking about the most notorious scene, the hacksaw scene. If gore upsets you, take this as your trigger warning. About midway through the movie, we have Tara, who has been captured by Art the Clown. He has her duct taped to a chair. She wakes up and something in front of her is concealed only by a curtain. Art starts goldilocking different weapons from his collection, trying to see what evokes the most fear from Tara, ultimately landing on a hacksaw. He doesn't use the hacksaw on Tara, Instead, Art tears down that curtain, revealing Dawn hanging upside down by her feet, naked. And he proceeds to cut Dawn in half from in between her legs up to her head. It's a gnarly scene. We start seeing intestines falling out at one point. The idea of this alone is horrible enough, but... The quality of the special effects makes this scene that much harder to watch. Now at this point, you're watching the movie or you're listening to this episode and you're like, Damien Leone, he's a sick fuck. How did he think of this? Well, even worse, this was an actual technique used pretty prevalently back in the Middle Ages for executions and torture. And as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, this is so exaggerated. There's no way that she would be awake this long. She would lose consciousness from blood loss or shock, what have you. But apparently that's just wishful thinking. According to an article that's titled, The Eight Most Painful Torture Devices of the Middle Ages, with the victim hanging upside down, the blood rushes to their head limiting the blood loss when the sawing begins at the pelvis, ultimately delaying the inevitable until the saw hits closer to their midsection. Also, I don't think this was number one on that list. I don't know about you, but the fact that this is not just entirely imagined and there's some factual basis for it makes me feel worse than the movie could ever make me feel. If you have made it this far in the episode, hang in there. The worst is out of the way. At this point of the story, we do have another very shocking development. 
albeit in a different way. It's not as gruesome as Dawn's death, but Tara's able to free herself here and she ends up beating the shit out of Art. We think that she's going to kill him and be able to escape this hellscape. She kind of gets lost in the moment and gets cocky and she's wanting Art to stand up when she kills him. It looks like Art is struggling to get up from his injuries, but really he's just reaching for a gun that he's got hidden in his ankle and he shoots her. And this is shocking for a lot of different reasons. One, Art has been very hands-on the entire movie, doing a lot of strangling, eye-gouging, sawing apparently and also slashers don't use guns this is very unique to this movie and to this character the movie throws us another curveball when the final girl is actually tara's sister victoria we know even less about victoria than we knew about tara or don which understandably this does lead to the movie getting some criticism for having a lack of development in the characters here's the thing the real star of the show is art, which it makes sense. At this point, this movie was released in 2016. I don't know when it started filming exactly, but the first short film released by Damien Leone was back in 2008. Um, and I did hear one interview where he mentioned that he was starting to create this character back in 2005. So nearly a decade at this point, or over a decade, depending on, of course, when he started filming the actual movie, right? But this is a long time coming, and this is, this is his moment to shine. David Howard Thornton does just that. His performance is phenomenal. I can tell you the first time I watched this movie, I was legitimately so creeped out. Now that I've watched the movie several more times, I don't know how many, but several, I can see more of that goofy side of the character and appreciate it a lot more as well. Now, the fact that Damien Leone is able to work humor into the story and to, into the character, this is where I see the most inspiration from Wes Craven. The more obvious reference being to Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger, but also with Last House on the Left, which is a movie with even arguably darker subject matter and you don't think it's possible that you would ever find anything funny in this movie but this movie is able to do just that another place where i feel that the film is successful is in the production itself now despite the movie being low budget it is very visually appealing the special effects are great and just overall technically well done the coloring with the heavy saturated blues and oversaturated reds with just enough lighting to see everything, yet everything still feels dark, gives the movie that authentic grindhouse feeling. Arguably, the setting being a creepy rat-infested warehouse certainly helps build the atmosphere. The most notable part of the entire movie has got to be the over-the-top, expertly crafted special effects. And I feel like the only way that they're able to achieve this on a low budget is the fact that the director himself completed the special effects on his own. And obviously he doesn't have to pay himself. Now I did read where 
Damien did say that he felt that some aspects of the movie were neglected because he was spread so thin, um, primarily with the development of Victoria's character and maybe even some of the special effects. I could, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Maybe Victoria could use a little bit of work or a little bit more time other than just running away from art. Um, But the special effects, uh, I don't know, they were pretty damn good. Being that music costs money, the score of the film is pretty limited. They still use this to their advantage and, and if anything, it helps the movie. The film uses an appropriate amount of uncomfortable silence to build suspense. Oftentimes in this type of movie, we are met with that jarring music to force us to be freaked out. But really, the silence is what gets us. Now, this is perfect because it mimics art's silent nature. Some of the creepiest scenes for me were those scenes where there was no sound whatsoever. Like, for example, where Tara first comes up the stairs to find art waiting for her with his scalpel in hand and no music, just panned to her heavy breathing until he lunges. Now, at the beginning, I did tell you that if you're looking for some deeper meaning, then you're looking in the wrong place with this movie. However, if we are going to look for something deeper here, we need to look at the name of the villain, Art. Now, I feel that this name was chosen for a reason. If you think of art, not the clown, but in the broad sense as a concept, the whole point of art is that it's supposed to elicit some emotional response from you. That's not always positive, right? Sometimes art stirs up some really nasty feelings and discomfort. Also, it's very subjective. Uh, You know, somebody's going to look at a painting and say it's a masterpiece. Others are going to think it's shit. And I feel like this film plays off of this idea. Quite literally. Um, We see this at the beginning where Art is in the pizza parlor and he ends up getting kicked out of the restaurant because he's finger painting with shit in the bathroom. I think this is a pretty literal representation of that, right? He's spelling out his name, Art, with feces. Obviously, pizza parlor employees, the audience, we're all pretty grossed out by this, but Art thinks it's fucking hilarious. On that same note, I couldn't help but think about the fecal fingers when he's strangling and poking people's eyes out. If I'm in the middle of being murdered, I probably am not going to care about this, but I just know that this man smells like ass and I would not be happy about being strangled by him. I mean, or anyone really for that matter, but still, you get the point. All right, I went off on a little bit of a tangent there. My point is, art is subjective. Just like this movie, it is subjective. There's a target audience for it. And you know what? If you haven't guessed it by now, I'm it. 
I fucking love this movie. I love Art the Clown ever since I watched this movie. I have been suggesting this movie to anyone who will listen. Realistically, I know I can't suggest this movie to just anyone because I know there there is so much gore in this movie and some people really just cannot stomach it. That's okay, but there's so much more to it than that. In my eyes, there is the potential of this clown, of this guy being a horror icon moving forward. This character that Damien Leone has been working on for so long is finally getting recognition. So I'm so vicariously happy for him. I will eventually be talking about Terrifier 2. Not today, but someday soon, 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 soon. Maybe not next episode, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a break from the debauchery that you can imagine comes from the sequel to this movie. If you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. If you have suggestions or maybe some requests for the show, you can send me an email at ghoulofyourdreamspod at gmail.com. Follow us on social media. I say us. It's all me. It's just me. Follow me on social media for the podcast, Ghoul of Your Dreams Pod on Instagram to get the most updates on scheduling moving forward. Eventually, I would like to get some guests on the show too once I get a little bit of uh, traction. So stay tuned. Until next time, though, keep on creeping on. Bye.